Welcome to LMAO, Let's Make an Offer, the podcast that dives deep into the world of real estate, real estate life, and the Omaha metropolitan area. I'm your host, Mike Pettit from the MetroPros of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or simply curious about the industry, we've got you covered. So just sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh, learn, and make an offer with us. Hey, everybody. I'm Mike Pettit with the Metro Pros, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate. Welcome to our podcast, LMAO. Let's make an offer. I've got John Esterbrook here from Option Mortgage. As always, John, it's good to see you. Great to be here. Great to be seen, right? It is. Hey, it's better than being viewed. That's what Doug always says. I like that. It's great to be seen rather than viewed. If you're being viewed... Yeah, people are judging you. No, 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 no. If you're being viewed, Rachel's in the background looking at me like I'm insane. If you're being viewed, you're dead in a coffin oh so you're being oh, viewed sense. versus scene yeah mm. that's just my little excitement for the morning um we also have cammy milky here from the metro pros team so cammy hey. thank you for joining us yeah for sure um cammy's got a lot of experience and, and uh is a great agent um let's talk about your background cammy and um how long you've been licensed and what you've done Okay. Well, I got licensed in 2003 late 2003 and then started um the business January 1st of 04. So it's been, we're going on 20 years now. And um, all of that time, I have really done a lot of new construction um, along with residential real estate. So um, been in a few different brokerages and um, worked for a builder for about 13 years. Also had my own construction company. So just a variety been, of things. Been multiple aspects of real yeah. estate and, and can help people. And I know you've worked with a lot of clients over the years and, and mm-hmm. uh, get re- referral business and everything from them. So you've done a great job and building your business and, and it's how you treat people is why you get referrals and, and repeat business. Exactly. Yeah. They, um, that's, the, that's the most fun part of the job to me is just becoming friends with my clients. And I have become very good friends and close friends with my my buyers who become clients then become my best friends. So that is, um, it's, it's such a um, great thing to see that all come together and then know that they like me Long as a person. relationships. Yeah. 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 It's funny that you say that because like most people don't even remember who the real estate agent was, mm-hmm. let alone become friends with them. And so yeah, the MetroPros, our philosophy is different than a lot of agents. You know, it's not another transaction or another number or something. It's we're building relationships long term and, and take care of people the right way. And it's not about us. It's about them and yes. doing what's best for, for them and their situation. So um, it's great to great to see. Um, and, you know, that's why you're such a great fit with everybody else with the team and um, our philosophy. So that's that's great to see. Um, we're going to talk today with Cami about um, the options of buying existing versus new construction, pros and cons. And then, um, John, you know, let's talk about a little bit about rates and, and financing and options with option mortgage. Mm-hmm. So um, let, let's talk about rates to start out. Um, because, you know, last year they, they started shooting up, you know, after the spring. Yeah. You know, got fairly high relative to where they were, um, not high compared to the average you know annual uh rate that we see um and then this year they've kind of bounced up and down along the way more up than 
down. Yeah, and, and you know they're trying to get inflation under control, which should help mortgage rates, yep. long-term rates, as they raise short-term rates and get inflation under control. That should help mortgage rates. Sure. We're not seeing that yet. No, not yet. We'll see after this report on Wednesday what happens with that. But uh, if it gets down below three percent for one of the reports, uh, then you know rates should improve and the feds won't have to do another interest rate hike but that's still on the agenda to do another interest rate hike this year i, I find it really interesting like the jobs report came out oh and mortgage rates shot up yep um because the jobs report because we had too many jobs yeah well, they were expecting 225 and it came in at 500,000. so they were expecting you no know, a recession but adding john jobs to the market isn't really a recession indicator Right. Uh, so that definitely had an impact on the bond market. But, you know, on the surface, looking at it, you're like, more jobs. That's a good thing. Yeah. But it's not for inflation and spending and mortgage rates and everything else. Right. So it's, it's going to be an interesting next six months. And, and uh, I was watching a podcast yesterday, um, <clears throat> Brian Buffini, mm -hmm. very well known, very well respected in the industry. He was talking about rates dropping, you know, later this year and through next year, and that he's predicting that 2024 will be one of the biggest, uh, top three biggest years in real estate I will take in it. the country. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll see if that all pans out. I think if rates come down a little bit, even to 5%, um, you will see that because there's such mm -hmm. pent-up demand right now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's funny, you know, I looked at the numbers for June. June closed sales. Um, prices went up 9.5% in June, Holy year Lord. over year. Shocked me. Wow. Sales are down like 18%, but prices went up 9.5%, which tells you the houses that do come on the market are under heavy demand and multiple offers, and you know people are paying more than list price to get those homes. So yeah. um, you know, it's very interesting to see that because the first five months of this year, we were sitting at about 6% increase year over year. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I know a lot of people thought, oh, the housing market's going to crash and, and, you know, it's going to do this and that. Not here in the Midwest. The Midwest numbers are very strong. Um, demand is so high. Demand is very high. Sure, there's parts of the country that are going to lose uh, equity and, and prices will decline a little bit, but not, not here in the Midwest. So, right. um, Cami, uh, before we get started on uh, buying existing versus new construction and, and getting into the pros and cons of that, let, let's talk about real estate stories. Um, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. <laughs> John, you may have you may have one or two as well. Couple. So, I mean, oh you know, have a little fun. I mean, I want, I want to just talk about some fun real estate stories. I mean, if you've got one or got two that you want to talk about, like something crazy that happened. I mean, you know, I craziest things that ever happened to me was I went to a closing at a bank and was sitting outside because I pulled up a small bank and I was I saw the closer's vehicle, but I didn't see the lender's vehicle. I didn't see my client's vehicle. So I was just sitting in the car waiting, you know, checking my email and something caught the, my attention out of the corner of my eye. And it was three masked guys running out of the bank with guns and bags. <laughs> they had robbed the bank. And if I had gone in, I mean, I would have been part of that. Yeah. Wow. But I sat in my car checking emails. They came out. I ended up chasing them. <laughs> I, I got 911 no on the phone. I, I'm chasing them through the neighborhoods. We ended up on Maple, 156 Maple. I'm driving on the shoulder. I mean, we're, we're. It was insane. Um, Did they catch them? They caught them. Yeah. Oh. I chased them west, and I lost them. And I chased them. I found them again. I chased them east, and they were running red lights. And I'm laying on the horn, going through red lights, and people are screaming <laughs> at me, and everything. It was crazy. But 
they caught him. And they got away from me. I went back to the bank, and everybody was, you know, outside, and the police are there, and the FBI. And um, I, I go up to my clients, and they're like, the bank was robbed. And I said, yeah, I know. And he goes, has this ever happened to you before? <laughs> uh, no. No, it has not. Um, I said, I was out chasing them. And so the police are talking to me, and the one officer starts laughing because he's on his uh, radio. And he starts laughing. I said, what's so funny? He goes, oh, they, the dog caught one of them. Um, oh, my God. And then the dog caught another one. And so, I mean, it, they caught all three guys, and, and uh, I don't know what happened after that. But I don't think we'll top that. We I did. Just, we did. I just was thinking that in my head. I'll never top no, that story. No, not very close. <laughs> the lender and the title person and myself went over to the client's house at 830 that night because it took so long to get the, the, nobody could leave the bank right. who was in oh, there. Oh, man. So we went over at 830 at night and closed the deal Wow. Um, wow. for them. So that's my craziest real estate story. Yeah. Beat wow. that, John Estabrook. I can't. <laughs> uh, I just had I have some clients this was three years ago and he worked for a local tire shop and he was pretty evasive with the whole thing and we did a verification of income and three days at least three days before you closed you got a call and verified that they still work there it's just a call hey does he work here and we got the call back and uh no he was let go today so oh. we're scrambling i drove to his house i knocked on doors i went to his apartment and knocked on his door, and it was just in shambles. Uh, I eventually got a hold of him. He's like, yeah, I'm working on getting another job. He found a job the next day, same income, so we could use it. And luckily, oh, closed on goodness. time. But, you know, turned out he had a drug problem, and he recovered from it. I Actually, he played on my – his son played on my son's baseball team, so we caught up a little bit. He said that was a rough part, part of my life, but – he still lives in the house, and everything's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. Don't, don't get fired from your job right before Please closing. Please don't. That's oh, not don't good. buy a car. I have had a couple times where someone ends up, like, they come in, like, I quit my job, and da-da-da, and I'm like, whoa, wait, we're going to close in, you know, whatever it is, a month or so. and. You know, I, my, my sister did that to John. Um, oh, yeah. Oh. Quit, quit like a week and a half before that's right. closing. Wow. Yep. Um, that's not a good idea, Kathy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't bring her up. I, I shouldn't mention names. Kathy's a fictitious name. Uh, <laughs> Carol. <laughs> Carol. Yes. Yeah. Um, how about you, Cammy? You got anything? Well, I... God, you, you did put me on the spot. I wish I'd have known this before. I'd really a lot of everything's mush in here after 20 years yeah. of people but um one that sticks out in my mind and this is it's funny story to me was i was um on model duty when i worked for the builder and you know you have people come in and out all the time mm -hmm. whatever and this this gal comes in and just super nice whatever and she's like asked me where the basement is and i was like well it's I'm kind of like, it's right there. It's down the steps. <laughs> right there. And she's like, well, where is the basement at? And I'm like, right there. Like, you go down those steps, and it's <laughs> down there. And she was so confused. And so I was just like, I don't know what. Did she want you to tell you it was under the house? Yeah, or? I, well, I mean, I'm thinking that she must have come. I, I'm assuming she came from like maybe Oklahoma, Oklahoma or California, where they don't have basements. Could and be. And she had no um, idea what it even looked like. If she thought maybe you go 
outside like the house. Cellar stabs yeah. or something. But so that was like just threw me for a loop because I didn't know how to answer her after like the third time asking <laughs> where the basement was at. <laughs> well, um, let, let's dig into buying existing versus new construction. Pros and cons. A um, lot of differences with existing mm. home sales versus new construction. New construction, you've got to be really patient. It's going to take a lot of time. Yes. Strong marriage. Strong marriage. <laughs> yeah. uh, cost. Yeah. You know, um, you know, is everything fixed or do you go out and make selections and only have certain budgets and now you've right. gone way over budget on a lot of things? So let's let's talk about that, Cami. There really are. There's a. I I feel like there's pros and cons to both. Um, obviously, with building, you build exactly what you want depending on your price point. Sometimes right. you don't get to build exactly what you want because your budget doesn't allow that. Um, yeah, I mean, I want a million dollar house, but if my budget's only 500,000, sure, I can't get sure. the million dollar right. stuff. And, so. and I mean, most people understand that, but it's just the fact that typically you're picking, even if you're a first time buyer, you're purchasing that house that you want, that plan that you want, you know, maybe not necessarily on the perfect lot, but you're choosing that house where existing, you know, sometimes you just get what you get. Yep. <laughs> right. You know, and I, that seems crazy to say, but it has been like that in the last couple of years. Well, and the other thing um, is depending on price point, <clears throat> like you said, you know, builders aren't building homes under 300. I, I mean, know. you can't, you can't find one. So you're set with, stuck with existing, if you will, mm -hmm. because you don't have the new construction option because you know, even the big production builder here in town is over 300,000 yep. to get into a- Without a basement. Entry-level home. Right. Yeah. Um, so right, right. on slab or- Yeah, it's very expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're, if you're looking for a home below 300,000, you're just looking at existing. Yeah. And that market is very tight. It really is. Um, and- Super saturated with you, buyers. You know, it's, that, that's part of the reason why prices are going up so much year over year is because there's so much pent-up demand mm -hmm. and millennials are still buying and they're still the largest portion of millennials to come into the market to buy a home. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got this pent-up demand. We've got the millennials sitting on the sideline all, all getting ready to get into the market and then the builders have not kept up with new construction, especially low price points, entry-level market. They, they, they don't want to do that because it takes too much time and why not just go build a more expensive home if they're selling and make more profit. Mm -hmm. um, but that's put a stress on the below 300 market for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and if Might you're, as well just say below 350 too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you're a first time buyer or second time buyer and you're in that market below 350 yeah. or fifth time buyer, it doesn't matter. What, yeah. what's, what's your approach with those clients? Um, let's say that they're um, approved to 350000 Are you looking at $350,000 houses or are you looking at $300,000 houses? I would say more that three to three and a quarter because you're, it's going to take above list price to get that house. I mean, we've, we're seeing multiple offers on anything we've listed yeah. and um, great for the seller. Not, not so great not for the buyer. Not so great for the right. buyer and you got to be prepared to offer over list price with a really clean, you know, clean uh, terms that go along with that. Yeah, and it's not always the highest price that wins the deal. Mm -hmm. um, it's the other terms. Are you meeting the 
timelines of the seller. Um, are you going to do a rent back and allow them to have a little time to move? I mean, yep. if you can be accommodating with them, the price becomes a secondary mm -hmm. thing rather than the primary. Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, really crazy. I think it takes buyers a, a few times of losing out on a house to really believe that is the way it's going yep. these days. But, but it is, and it's not going to change. And, no. um, because of the shortage of houses here in Omaha, there's nobody building in that price point. The millennials coming in. All Amazing. those factors are piling up on that market. So, mm -hmm. um, and, great time to sell. Yeah, yeah. great time to sell. <laughs> and there's so so much demand, and there's so many buyers sitting on the sideline waiting for the rates to come down to five. Yes. And it's busy now in that price point. Just imagine, oh my you know, gosh. if rates win and if they get down to five, how how much more you're going to be overpaying it's, for a house. Yeah. So by now, date the rate and love the house. Right? Yeah. Re refi yeah. later. Re yeah, because later. Yeah. you're right. You know, go back two or, two or three years, even during COVID. I mean, we were seeing uh, homes come on the market where they're getting 20, 30 offers or more. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because everybody was flooding the market as far as buyers. And we're going to see that same thing happen if rates get down in the fives. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I mentioned... You know, if, if somebody's approved a 350, what price point do you have them look at? Um, and normally I, I would take a 350 buyer and say, okay, don't max out um, what you're looking at because you don't want to be house poor. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're normally looking at a $350,000 maximum approval, I'd say look at a $300,000 house um, to save money and not be uh, strapped. Yeah. So I'd now take that 300 and say, okay, let's look at 260 to 270, mm -hmm. 275, so you have room to offer a little more if you need to and still be comfortable with your payment right um, because you know insurance is going up every year because it's you know and it's going up a lot because it's costing a heck of a lot more money to to rebuild a home now if there's mm -hmm. a, a storm or a fire or something like that so rates have gone up on insurance and uh, you know the taxes continue to go up every year mm -hmm. so you know once you get your mortgage in your home yeah the mortgage rate stays the same but it's fixed rate in yeah. most most cases unless you do an arm or something yeah but then you're going to have adjustments for insurance and taxes so you got to be ready for that yeah yeah taxes have been a tough one as as uh assess values go up which we all love our homes to be worth more but we don't want to pay the no. taxes right. on them it's a it's a double-edged sword there what about but, the property taxes for new construction versus existing well, that, that can be a slippery slope yeah. because um, it starts out as uh, lot taxes. Mm -hmm. And so you're like that first year, year and a half. You're sitting Sometimes pretty. even two, it's like, oh, yeah. I can do this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like. Boom, here's the bill. Right. <laughs> now you owe back taxes. Yep. And then your current, you know, you have to get current on your mortgage payment. So it's a really hard thing for um, people to grasp. Um I have found that there's overload, overload in their mind with all the things of building, and they really don't hear mm -hmm. what you're telling them how taxes work. And so then when that year and a half, or when it's fully assessed, it'll start a partial assessment, you get some you know, yeah, tax break. more, but then when that full assessment comes through, I hear people just like, I don't get it. What happened? I don't have $8,000. I don't have, you know, or they're, you know, then they're paying it monthly, which is quite a bit more. So 
Yeah, th well, those are things to consider. What about the t different tax levies? Uh, let's say you got mm. a 10 year old existing home versus a new construction tax levy. Yeah, mill yeah. levies can, you know, obviously that's how they become, that's how your taxes are, right. are decided at as on the mill levy of your subdivision or where you live. So, and they've got to pay for all the streets and sewers exactly. and lights and everything else, infrastructure, power, yeah. sewer. Yeah, yeah so, so it's higher for yeah. new construction. The mill levy is higher for higher. new construction. Yeah. For what? What's the time frame? What you might see it dip oh, down to? It could be fifteen years. Oh wow. Or even more. So you're in an SID, a sanitary yeah. improvement district, when you're building new, and those mill levies are higher because you're paying for the infrastructure. Um, how, how it was all developed Yep. Um, on top of your normal taxes for schools and, yeah, and, and all that. Like my taxes are about 7000 a year, but if my house was a new construction home, new construction area, same, same value, I'd be paying twelve to 14000 yes. mm -hmm. yes. So almost double. <clears throat> yeah, and, and you also know that up front when you're buying the home existing, you know what your taxes are and... You know, even though those can go up, of course, depending on the value of your home, at least you know where you're at to start. Mm -hmm. And that is a peace of mind. Well, and they're not going to go from, I mean, new construction, your first year you may pay 1000 or $2,000. Right. Yeah. And then when they're fully assessed, now all of a sudden you're paying a $12,000 tax bill. Yes. So you're not seeing a $10,000 jump in taxes. Exactly. In mm -hmm. existing like you would in new construction. Yep. So yep. It, it's something to keep in mind and be aware of so that you're prepared to, to make that yes. payment. I, um, so <clears throat> what I normally do when I have somebody looking at new construction, I look at the current tax levy of the new build, mm -hmm. what the lot's being assessed at basically, but I'll take the purchase price and multiply it times 85% of that purchase price right. value. To get to the assessed. Yep. Times the million. Yeah, and I, I'm got to be completely upfront with people. Like, this will be your payment at mm -hmm. some point. I just want to give you a heads up, and I have to use that for, to qualify people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, if I assess or uh, gave them an approval amount of five hundred thousand without those taxes in there, oh. and you know, you get to the finish line, and okay, your debt to income ratio was at forty, but then you add in a nine hundred dollar a month tax property mm -hmm. tax payment. Your debt to income might go to 55 and the deal's debt. Yeah. So I yep. like to be upfront with people like, uh, about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it, it is a reality that sometimes they just, until it actually happens to them, it's hard for them to mm -hmm. wrap their brain around. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about some of the pros and cons of new construction. <clears throat> Obviously, an existing home you could buy, get into in a month, 45 days. Yeah. <clears throat> new construction is going to be much different. Mm hmm um, I'm seeing and hearing build times anywhere from nine months to, you know, 18 months, still a big spread depending on what you're building, what price point, everything else. Um, some builders will say they can do it quicker. Then the question is, is when does their clock start? Is, some builders start the clock when the foundation goes in. Mm -hmm. Um, some say the clock starts when you sign your contract. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously there's variables like you making selections and being timely with that stuff that affects things. But what, what, what's your advice to somebody who's coming in to build a new construction home? Um, you know, are you preaching patience? Are you, you know? Well, gosh, there's just so many things that play into that. First of all, I think um, 
find a realtor that knows new construction that can guide you and take you to the various builders that are in your price point and and find out what their processes are and how they operate and you know how their selections work there's so many factors there every builder has a different way they operate and what works for them but it may not work for you mm -hmm. um I've seen so many people that come in and they just, they're just buying the plan. They're just buying, and, and that's, that's where I think uh, sometimes new construction gets a bad name because you're not shopping that builder and that fit as well. I mean, it's the biggest purchase of your life. <clears throat> Become educated mm -hmm. and, and within your price point and let the let the people that know what they're doing help you with that. Well, and, and every builder is different to your point. Some will have a hands-on approach where you meet with the builder all the time. Mm -hmm. Some you'll never meet the builder. Absolutely. You know, what do you want your experience to be like? And if you have somebody who's very qualified and educated in the new construction market like Cammie is, yep. she can help you find that right builder that's a good fit, not just the plan, mm -hmm. but who's the best fit to work with and how do I accommodate that? Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, such an important part of it. I, I feel like that. And I feel like if you don't have a good uh, uh, rapport with your realtor that's representing you, I mean, you got to click. I, I think it's all it makes the process really fun and it should be fun. Um, I, that's the one thing that I love about it, seeing it all come together. And 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 when they're done, they're so happy with, it's in the price point that they wanted, they're never in the dark, like those are things that are important. And, um, and, well, and when, I, when I purchase a lot with my wife, we're non-builder attached. So I approached Cammie and I said, you know, in this price range, who, would I, who should we talk to? And she had just a list. She's like, these are who I would go to and these who I would stay away from <laughs> at all costs. I was like, oh, that's a good start. There we go. Well, it's... it's you know everyone. I, well, you know not, everyone. <laughs> it's just, I, I guess I've done it for a long time. And so if it were me or my family, my kids, <clears> this <throat> is what I would do. And I, I've said that to people that walk in the door. I'm like, if it were my kids, I would tell you this. Like, yeah. I'm not here to... Again, it's what come, what you give out, what comes back to mm -hmm. you. And I never want to steer anybody wrong this builder is not a good fit or the builder that I worked with at the time, if that wasn't a good fit, then I'd be like, well, maybe you should look at this one. And I know this person who works for them. So I'd try and hook them up, you know? Well, and someone so, like Cammie will be able to tell you, like you walk into a model and you see the model home, see all the decorations and everything else and what they have in it. And you're like, that's what I'm getting. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. You're right. not getting the model. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and somebody with the education and knowledge like Cammie can help you through that process and understand what you are getting and what you aren't getting. And that's huge mm -hmm. because you can be really disappointed down the road if you don't understand it completely. Right. Yeah. Um, never assume. Never assume anything. Never and there's assume. never a bad question or a dumb question. Ask <laughs> right. questions after question after question. Right. Yep. Make sure yep. you understand everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can always stop by the metropros.com. Check out our website. You can see our agents there, see their bios and, and have them help you out connect with Cammie or anybody else on the MetroPros team. Uh, before we go, um, we like to do this thing at the end of each podcast where the agent that's here with us each week, John, they, they do their signature dance move. That's so, right. So Cammie, 
Um, please. <laughs> it's um, cartwheels. She does cartwheels. Oh, no. Sprinkler. No, yes. I mean, the last time I did a cartwheel, I pulled a hamstring <laughs> and paid for it for six solid months. So, so we, we won't do the cartwheel, no, but no. do you want me to move the microphone so you have room? I think I'm good. I haven't practiced yet. So. All right. I, I guess... I guess oh, we'll wait. Yeah, it's not time's even up, 10, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait and try to get somebody else to do it for us. So. <laughs> there we go. Thanks for listening again. Uh, we hope hope you enjoyed it, and uh, let us know what you want to hear as far as subjects and and uh, topics, and we'd be happy to help out with that. Uh, talk to you all soon. <laughs>